Hey everyone, Zach Dixon here, and welcome to our 58th episode of Animalators, curious conversations from the world of animation. Today on the show, we have Wesley Louie, one of the founders and directors at The Line. The Line has worked with some incredible clients such as The Gorillas, Gucci, and Nickelodeon, to just name a few recent ones. Today on the show, we'll talk about what it was like starting a studio with five other founders. We'll talk about funding your own personal projects and transitioning from a designer animator to director. I'm excited to get into all of this and more on this week's episode of Animalators. Well, Wesley, thanks so much for coming on the show. Thank you. Um, okay, so the let's start at, um, at where you are now, the line animation. Tell us um, a little about the studio and what you all have been up to. Yeah, at the moment, so we've become a, a, a company um, beginning of last year, so that was in January. And we've actually been going for about five years as a group. But, um, you know, uh, beginning of 2017, we decided to become grown-ups and start our own company. <laughs> um, um, and, yeah, we've just been doing, like, uh, lots of uh, commercial projects. Uh, so we've done uh, some web stuff. We've done some music videos. We've done some uh, uh, television commercial stuff. And I guess we're just doing that so we can get to a point where we're like, you know, we can start making our own stuff again. I think uh, we really value that. And I think um, that's the thing that I guess has given us some uh, notoriety. So, um, yeah, so we're just plugging away um, doing that and, and growing as well, which is a really nice thing to see. I, I didn't think if you asked me this as little as maybe three years ago, if we'd be in a position as a collective to have what we have and to be able to kind of, you know, create this kind of creative culture and, you know, get paid to do it and pay other people to do it as well. I, I would have thought you were, you know, nuts. It was not in any of our uh, ambitions to start a company. Well, I don't want to speak for everyone, but it definitely wasn't mine. I was happy to be like, you know, part of a collective and, you know, have this kind of, not that we working from a bedroom, but kind of have this kind of, mentality of like let's just do cool stuff and don't worry about how much it costs and stuff but you know it's nice to be able to be in a position where we're making money but also being able to kind of you know very soon reinvest that back into our own projects and do it uh, back into ourselves so so what's kind of the the team structure like right now at the line so at the moment there's nine of us um so uh, uh middle of last year i think it was I want to say July, August, we hired um, a producer called um, Hanai. Um, so she's producing. And then we hired another producer earlier on this year, um, Franzi. And we also have an animator as well, um, Venla. So there's nine of us at the moment uh, and six partners, so or six founders. Wow. Six founders. So tell tell me a little bit about uh, what that's like. I mean, I have a co-founder. There's only there's only two of us, so our uh, founders meetings are are quite a bit smaller than than you all's. Oh god, yeah, we have <laughs> we have a lot of meetings. Um, I mean, to be fair, I mean, I mean, we used to have sometimes our meetings would go on what seemed like forever, but I think we've kind of controlled them so they don't really last more than an hour, which I'm grateful. Nice. For. I'm not really a uh, <laughs> A meeting person, but um, as the others will probably tell you, but um, yeah, it's um, it's it's cool. I mean, you know, we're all uh, creatives. We all can draw. We all, we all can animate. Um, we all have our strengths, I suppose. So I guess, yeah, Sam, you know, would be I would say compositing. He's a fantastic animator. Um, he has a quirky design sense as well. Bjorn is like one of the best art, art, art directors in London. He can also animate as well, um, composite. Max is our compositor, designer, graphics person, precision. James is a, an amazing storyboard artist, great animator as well. Tim is like, again, an amazing animator, and he has some fantastic ideas. Like, a, like I want to know what goes on in his head. Like sometimes he'll say something like, I want I think of that. So, um, we all have our, I guess I'm more like character design, action-y, storyboard type guy. I always get the anime style projects. Um, nice. <laughs> even though I wouldn't say I'm a, that guy, but I guess anytime a project like that comes through where this, they've got anime in a brief, it's like, all right, where's Wesley? So, okay, <laughs> here I am. <laughs> um, 
so yeah, we've got all got different strengths, and I think they all they all complement each other. I think on projects we work really well together. Um, some people have fallen into uh, different roles more naturally. I, I feel like I've stayed the same more or less, like directing, animation, design sort of thing. Sam and James have actually fallen into more of the business side of okay. things. So they're kind of um, they're running the company at the moment. I think like we came to a decision where it was like, you know, if we all have to make decisions and nothing gets done. So we just have to kind of trust two people to make decisions in the company's interest. And I think like, you know, Sam and James are, you know, fantastic at that. So um, they, they're mostly more client facing um, yeah. in terms of like negotiating projects and all this kind of stuff. Um, and um, James is dealing with finance as well. And, uh, but so I think they've been doing that for about a year and a half, but recently Sam has kind of come back into, to animating and, and directing and stuff. So, that's actually good to see because it's fun to see that we all have different voices and different takes and things. And, you know, what a project that I will do will look completely different from what Sam does. But at the same time, he might be like, Oh, Wes, what do you think of this? It's like, Oh, maybe you should move this here. Or have you tried that? And then vice versa and stuff, you know? Yeah. But we, we, we've not really fallen out yet. I mean, sometimes someone might have an opinion that I'm like, I'm completely against I'm internalizing. I'm like, why did you say that? But then the next day sort of thing, I'm like, I'm actually, he was right. You know? So it's, um, you know, I don't think anyone has any massive egos in the group either. (laughs) That's good. I don't think, yeah, I don't think we'd work if we did. I mean, I think sometimes you might give an opinion and you can see in that person's face and I'm no different that they're not really feeling what you're saying or like, why can't you just keep your mouth closed? But actually they appreciate what's being said. Um, so, and it just makes the project stronger. It's like everything's in, in service of the project. No, that's great. So a new project comes into the line, kind of ha- what happens next? It depends on the, the type of project. So if, um, like I said, if it's like an action-y type, uh, anime-esque type thing, then usually I'd be the go-to guy for that. Um, not necessarily because I, I put my hand up and say, I'm definitely doing this. It's just more, I might be more suited to that. Something like really cinematic and really, I don't know, evocative, I guess, might go to um, Bjorn. Like he's got that very, like, you know, delicate art director touch to it. He can, he can compose really beautiful images in a very short space of time. Like I've never seen anything like it. <laughs> um, if it's like, a bit more gag orientated and a bit more like, you know, tongue in cheek. It might go to Tim and Max who um, directed a draw, right? So you can kind of, and the thing is for us is like, we, we've done this thing where we, we try to make the films that we want to continue to make. So everything in personal in my portfolio, the things I've done is in the same kind of style as the things I want to do, which is why I get approached for it. So I think the only film that probably is less of me is the film that me and Tim done drawing inspiration. Not that we can't do that stuff, but I just think we, we tend to try and direct or make things that are interesting to us. Then when we get a project, someone's asking us for our sensibilities rather than saying, yeah, where's, can you direct something that Bjorn would do? Cause I'm not him. So I wouldn't, I can help him and I can give him my opinion on his stuff. But at the end of the day, it has to come from him. It all comes down from him. So yeah, when a project comes through, it's just like, and then again, it's like, sometimes it might be, it might be a, again, if let's say it's an anime, anime-esque project, I might not want to do it. And then James might be like, well, I'll have a stab at that sort of thing. So it's not like, you know, you have to do this project. It's more, it's a combination of what's, what the person is suited to best and who wants to do it the most as well. And it could be like, you know, a project comes in and two of us want to do it. And we both have great ideas. It's like, all right, let's team up and let's do this. Where maybe one person might take the slight lead because they have the better ideas, but we're both directing it. So um, it's quite organic. Um, but we've never had um, a bust up or a, like a difference in, like if a project comes through, it's usually quite straightforward. Like no one really argues for this or for that. It's, it's it's, yeah, it's quite organic and quite fluid. 
Gotcha. And so are there a lot of times where kind of everybody's coming in to help out on one project or is it mostly just like kind of smaller teams within the studio? Um, at, the, at the beginning, it was, so when we did um, uh, Easy, so there's a music video we did um, by Porter Robinson. It was on our first project together, actually. Um, everybody was on that. So, I mean, that's all we could afford, but yeah, everybody was you know, so myself and Tim was directing. I was I did a little bit of animation, some character design. Tim did some boards. I did some boards. James was doing. We all were doing. We were all pitching and doing everything. And Bjorn was doing some compositing. So was Sam. So was Max as well. Um, and so was uh, uh, Jonathan Topf. He was originally part of the line, but he's gone off to do like some great things. So he made a game called. Uh, uh, I think he's directing Monument Valley Two. Oh no way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's gone off. Like he said, oh, I'm leaving you guys. So, all right, cool. And he's gone off. From that. <laughs> so, all right. That's awesome. Oh, like, he made such a big mistake leaving us. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You'll yeah, regret but, this. No. Oh, uh, yeah. But we still talk to him. And, you know, like he's, he's an amazing guy. And I'm like, I'm really happy for him. But um, so earlier on, we were all working on when we do a project, we'd all chip in. But as we've grown a bit bigger and like, you know, multiple projects come through, we've kind of split off slightly so you know if i'm directing a project we'll hire freelancers so i'll have like two three four animators maybe an art director background guy um and then if tim and max or sam is directing a project they'll have their set of animators freelancers and that and then sometimes it's like you know if if their project's slowing down a bit and they don't have a lot of work for their animators i'm like oh can i borrow him for for two or three days and sort of thing so we've been very again it's been very um fluid so far it hasn't been a case where we've both wanted the same animator and we haven't had access to them and again it's like we're quite fortunate in the sense that we can all do it so worst case scenario if a few of our freelancers were supposed to leave or were to leave or and and you know they couldn't continue and we couldn't find anyone then we could jump on which i think is quite a a nice thing about our studio i think that like there was um actually on the Gorillas, which we'll probably talk about later, but um, we needed some help on some animation and cleanup. And then James actually jumped on, like Tim asked me if he could help out. He's like, yeah, sure. And he was doing some stuff. And then one of the animators, like one of our freelancers was like, I didn't know he could do that. I thought he was just like the money guy sort of thing. He's like, no, we, we can all do it. It's just like, you know. So, and I think that like, hopefully, you know, people respect us a bit more. Our, it's easier to direct someone when you can do what you're asking them to do. Mm-hmm. So I think they're like, all right, even if they don't know where you're going, they can, anyway, I'm, I'm going off um, topic a bit, but yeah, like, um, anytime a project comes in, it's like, we tend to hire freelancers and stuff, but then if the project's like really cool. So for instance, like Garrett gorillas, again, if that's like really like mini gorillas, like I'm like, please let me do a shot on this. Yeah. I mean, let's, let's talk a little bit about the gorillas project. How long, I mean, it's, it's, one an incredible project um just a wonderful music video um and i imagine everyone was freaking out a little bit uh how how long was the process of making that project um it was i think it was six weeks oh wow yeah it was that seems real fast uh, yeah it wasn't it wasn't a pleasant experience oh no (laughs) yeah but that's not because uh anyone's done anything wrong or you know like i think it's just more when you want to try and pump something out because at the end of the day, like, you know, we were never going to take on a gorillas video unless we could do it well. But within that time frame, it means that people are staying later and we had compositors staying until two in the morning and stuff. And oh, luckily, wow. I mean, they really wanted to do it, you know, and um, they thought it was a good project. And it's funny because we had meetings before that project saying, all right, look, let's have this, um, let's not have this culture of like staying there till two in the morning, all this kind of stuff. Let's try and, kick the freelancers out at six o'clock and if they have to stay a bit later at least make sure we buy them something to eat so you know so yeah let's do it and then this project came through and everyone's staying late every day like, oh <laughs> god and we're having to apologize and tim and max felt so bad it's like they, they were constantly having to apologize to the freelancers stuff and make sure they're okay and stuff i'm really sorry to make you do this but they were like just the, even the fact that we were saying to them oh look we're really sorry they just they really appreciated that we actually cared enough to like one of the freelancers was saying to me, uh, Marlene, she was actually um, one of the animators. She was like, you know what? I want to do it. And I actually respect the fact that you guys are, you're not just taking it for granted that we're doing it. You, you generally care about what we're doing and stuff. And it's like, yeah, we don't want to have, 
we don't want to be known as this company that you know just works our freelancers in the bunk because no one's going to want to work with you. It's like there's no point in doing amazing work, but no one wants to work with you to do it. It's like there's no point. So um, we were lucky, and I mean, all the freelancers they they brought their A game. They were amazing, and they they did an amazing job. And I'm like, I thank you each and every one of them. I, I mean, I didn't direct the project, but still, like it benefits the company and stuff it benefits us and stuff and it's like i'd be happy to work with either one of them again because they they did amazing and you know like i think i think we're we're talking about because we've done a few projects and we haven't had a proper rap party for any of them so we're gonna we're at the moment we're organizing like a little get together for everyone to say thank you and all this kind oh, of stuff. nice yeah it was amazing but again you know and when i say it wasn't pleasant to work on it it's not like like i said any management or you know jamie hewlett was, I mean, I didn't work with him personally, but um, Tim and Max was saying he was like, you know, really, like, really amazing to work with. Had great ideas. His drawing is phenomenal, and like he did a lot of the, he did all the key drawings in the, in the piece. So it's like we would, I think we would animate it, and then he would come in and go over the drawings and say, right, it should look like this in one key, and then we try and follow that. And t- to me, like even that, like I mean, there's, I can't remember how many shots, but like. Just him taking time out to do that, I was really impressed with that because a lot of people would, you know, go and do the thing and do it well, and that's it. But he it was quite hands-on in that way. So, yeah, it was cool. Okay, so now that you're hi- hiring a bit more freelancers, um, what is something that you look for when um, trying to bring on someone to join you on a project? <laughs> Just someone that's really good. Um, <laughs> it, it depends because I have found that some people are good at doing one thing versus another. So then you might have someone that's really amazing at action. I mean, all the stuff I've directed hasn't had that much subtlety anyway. Um, so I tend to, when I'm hiring someone to do something, it tends to be someone that can, has really good drawing abilities that maybe has the same sort of influences as I do. Um, just simply because it's easy to explain. There's a, like a, an animator we work with, called uh, Job, Jonathan Job Kondo. Um, I don't know if you've heard of him. But, um, he's a... Uh, I've never seen anyone animate in the way he does. It's like he will... It's insane how quickly he works and to the the standard that he works at. You know, but he's like one in a million sort of thing. But yeah, all the animators that we get, they tend to be... Like I said, I tend to look for someone that I feel like is suited to the project that I'm doing, but also will have fun on it as well. Because you know, I think you'll get the best work from someone who's who's enjoying it. Um, uh, the, an, an animator that we recently hired, uh, Venla, um, she's like she's phenomenal. And um, we just did a, a trailer. Uh, we did like an intro for a game, like for a British company. So I can't say what it is, but it's, it should be coming out in a, a few months. But <laughs> okay, um, nice. Yeah. So she, I guess she always considered. It's weird. She always considered herself as. I guess maybe in terms of how long her career is, I guess you'd consider her as a junior animator. So I f- we first met, we was doing another project and um, she was doing like cleanup on it sort of thing. And then I remember saying, I can't remember who brought it up. We said, oh, we should look at your showreel or something like that. Because I don't really look at, I don't really get to look at a lot of showreels. Like, or sometimes I'm working with someone and I haven't seen their showreel. Like someone's recommended them. So whether, if it's Sam, for instance, I kind of trust his judgment or yeah. it's Tim, whatever it is, they'll send me something or whatever. Or I might see the showroom and then forget who the showroom belongs to. So she was, she was kind of like shy about showing it. I was like, no, nah, we've got to get this up now. And then I looked at the showroom and I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing. Like, why, are you, why didn't you want to show this? She goes, well, I thought you'd seen it before and all this kind of stuff. And it's like, all right. So the next, pro- to the next project that we came on to, when the next project I was directing, I was like, yeah, I want you to animate on this. She was like, now she's thinking that she's going to be an assistant and just do like, you know, overlapping stuff, whatever it is, and maybe some cleanup. And I was like, no, I want you to animate shots. She goes, what shot do you want me to do? I said, choose the one that scares you the most. Oh, wow. Yeah. She's like, she's looking at me like I'm crazy sort of thing. I'm like... <laughs> No, that's how, you, that's how you're going to get better. Like, if you tackle something that's, like, you're afraid of doing, mm. you're going to come out the other end thinking, yes. wow, I did it. And she did it. Like, she smashed her shots. Like, I'm so proud of her sort of thing. So I want to get her to do more stuff, things like that. So sometimes it's like I can look at someone and think, 
okay, even though you haven't done this or that, I see potential in what you're doing and I'll throw something at you. You don't have to have worked for 20 years in the industry. I don't care. If you've been working for a year, but I see something, what you're doing is, and it's, I'm like, you know what? I think you could handle this. I know you're going to struggle and it's going to hurt you, but the other, when you come out the other side, you're going to be that much more confident. You're going to have this great piece of animation in your reel and you can take complete ownership of it. You know, and um, she did it and she, she killed it. So, so I guess in answer to your question, it's looking for someone that's suited to the project, but then also when I, if I can see potential in them, then I'll just throw them in the deep end. So I'd like to turn that on you. Uh, <laughs> is there anything right now that you're trying to tackle that scares you? Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think right now it's weird because I don't think I feel like I come from a film making background. Hmm. And we were just talking about this in the studio the other day, like um, I was talking uh, with Max Taylor, who's one of the partners. And he was saying how our terminology for like camera moves and all that kind of stuff is just, we all say something different for the same thing. We don't use the proper <laughs> terminology. So I, like, I don't understand completely how lenses work. Um, I don't understand how, you know, if I was to film something with a camera, what, what, what lens do I use? And, apertures and all this kind of stuff i have no idea how that kind of stuff works and i guess i want to try and get that more into my work there's an animator called aya suzuki um she'd be a great person for you to get on to talk to actually but she's um she worked at studio ghibli she's worked for satashi khan and um you know she's like legit she's british but she's an incredible animator and i remember having a conversation with her about like because a lot of the Japanese animators, they have to do their own layouts as well, as well as their own effects and all that kind of stuff. Oh, wow. She's saying when she does a layout, they have to think of it in terms of a camera. So, like, well, how do you do that? It's like, she said, one of, I can't remember who it was, but one of the directors made her go out for like a couple of days or a few days. And this is something I really want to do. I'm not sure if it was a couple of days, but they made her go out and take a camera lens and take pictures of these lenses and start drawing with that sensibility so they would say all right this layout this shot is a 35 millimeter lens and stuff so i want you to draw it in that way so they they actually that's why i think um a lot of japanese stuff looks so cinematic because they actually think in terms of like lenses rather than just doing i mean you can think like that and then break the rule afterwards but they understand right if you have this sort of lens then the perspective will do this if you have that sort of lens and i don't feel like i have that yet and I really want to try and the next thing I do, I really want to try and enforce that. And I don't know where to start, but I've got a lot of great guys in the studio so they can help me out with that. But I really want to try and put that into my work and also like colors as well. I think a lot of the stuff that we've done, and we've, this is another big conversation we've had, we've spoken about, we tend to let compositors or the compositing side take care of a lot of the, the color and the, the final look. And, um, it's fun for the compositor because like Max, like he's got an amazing eye and he's really good with photography and all that kind of stuff. So he knows how to give something a really cool look. But we also agree that, you know, while the composite can do loads of stuff on the back end, we should actually start trying to really work out what things look like on the front end. So in terms of the, the, the color plates, in terms of the background, all of that stuff. I mean, it will give, the composite less work in terms of correcting colors and stuff. But I think you'll have like a stronger product if the foundation of what you're working at, um, on is, is solid. It, it, does that make sense? Oh yeah, definitely. I think those are the two things like the next thing I do, those are the two things I really want to like, um, push. Cause I don't think I'm, I'm quite there yet. So um, before we started rolling, you talked a little bit about one of your goals as a studio is to be able to fund uh, your own projects. Could you talk a little bit um, about that um, from your studio's perspective? As I said before, like I think uh, we gain notoriety from our personal projects. So uh, everything I can see from here, uh, Super Turbo, Atomic Ninja Rabbit, uh, Marvel and Destroy Ride. I think um, Wallflowers as well. I think those projects are the things that got us noticed. I think those are the projects that, you know, people seem to gravitate, gravitate towards. And I think around those projects, we, anytime we do a personal project, we make a big, we make a big deal about it. So we'll put on a show, we'll, we'll, 
we'll hire out a space, we'll put like uh, animation artwork on the wall. So like for Ninja Rabbit, we, oh, wow. yeah, we, we had a, sh- we had a, a viewing, a screening, I think about seven on between seven, and 800 people turned up to it. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. And bearing in mind, it was like, it's a minute and 30 seconds and it, and it had been online <laughs> already as well. But <laughs> the way we did it is like, so we had the film on, it came on every 20, 20 minutes, I think. But between that on the screen, it had like making of stuff like model sheets and all that kind of stuff. We also had sculptures that was built by, um, so we're sharing a studio with a company called No Ghost. So they did like a VR thing for it and they did sculptures. So we had sculptures and plimps and glass. Then we had, and we just made a big, you know, it was like a party stroke um, gallery exhibition. We sold t-shirts there, posters. And uh, I remember like uh, Ben Bocale, who's creator of uh, Gumball, he came up to me, he was like, I can't believe you've done this. It's like, he, he thought that we were going to announce a series or something, how big we made it and stuff. Why, he's like, why haven't I done this yet? I'm like, man, do it. Like, just do it. Like, you know what I mean? And I think like the problem with, um, I don't say it's a problem, but like animators, we tend to, we make this thing and then we put it online and that's it. But yeah. so much work goes into what we do. It's like mm-hmm. you spend a week trying to get out seven seconds of something. So the way we feel about it is if we're going to spend all that time doing that, let's make a, let's do an exhibition. Let's show behind the scenes. Let's get people to come down. Let's talk to like students versus professionals. Let's, let's celebrate it more. You know, if you, if you're, yeah, if you're a fashion designer and you have, you've worked on all these pieces for, I don't know how many months and stuff, you're going to have like a catwalk show and stuff. So it's like, I feel like we should do the same and we, we have done the same. So, you know, I mean, I can't wait to put out like a project and I mean, if it's a really small project, we might not be make such a big deal out of it. But um, Ninja Rabbit is like one of these projects that just went, it started as one thing and just went a bit silly. But I don't, um, I think I'm drifting off the original question. <laughs> no, but I, I actually love that idea of celebrating, like finishing up a personal project. Cause like one, it's just really hard. It takes a ton of work and it's, it's, I don't know. It's a fun moment. I, I like look back on some of the things that like we have done as a studio and I'm like, man, we should have like thrown a party for this. That would have been super fun and just a way to kind of celebrate each other and, and the work that we're doing. And I think that's definitely worth doing. I think like, like for instance, like when, so when myself and Tim, we made drawing inspiration again, that was like nine, it was like nine months to a year. We was working in that thing. Wow. And it was like, it was just hard because it was like, I had tunnel vision on it and stuff. And, you know, it was, I was so focused on this project. I wasn't taking care of things at home, maybe, and all this kind of stuff. And it was, it was very draining. And then when it came to doing a screening, so my friend, um, like Dexter, Dexter Dash, he got like this, um, so basically he was like kind of helping us produce on the, on the, on the project for the last few months. And he helped us set up a, like we had an exhibition space or something where we could screen it and show people stuff. And I didn't invite anyone because I was so like, Focus. I was so focused on the things I didn't like about the project. I was like, oh, I don't want to show anyone this. And it's just uh, whatever. And I actually regretted it because there's a few people that did turn up. It wasn't like a lot of people. But there's a few people that turned up that I didn't actually write. My friend Dexter did. And they were there and they were like, why don't you tell us about this? And I felt, I felt silly. I felt a bit ashamed I didn't tell them. And I thought, I'm never doing that again. Like, I, even if I think the project's bad, I will always like right, I've done this. This is the, the milestone. I've done this. Pat yourself on the back, celebrate with your friends and family, loved ones, and then move on. Like, and I think it's, it's important for us to do that because we do actually work very hard. I mean, making a film one frame at a time is insane when you think about it, but yeah, we do uh, it, we enjoy it. So, you know, let's, let's celebrate it. Yeah, I love it. Um, so now at the line to get these kind of personal projects out the door. Do you set schedules and deadlines for yourselves on these personal projects? Yeah, but it never, um, we're talking about doing stuff now and we are talking about, you know, how much it's going to cost and all the budgets and all this kind of stuff. And hopefully we will, we'll hit the deadline. So for instance, obviously like with commercial projects, we always hit the deadline. Sometimes we, we get to that point slightly before the deadline and stuff and we can tweak it and finesse it and stuff. Our own personal stuff, we always start off that way. There's so many, like, 
I can only speak on like in terms of Joyride and Ninja Rabbit. There were so many kind of things you didn't anticipate or you didn't expect that we ran over schedules. But I feel like we're a bit more experienced now. So, but then again, the more experience you have, the more ambition, the more you want to do that. So it's it's hard. Like we, we've not done a personal project as a business yet. So um, we're going to try it, obviously. And I think like you know this year. Um, in the next six months, we'll probably we'll do something, whether it's like something really small or big, we'll, we'll do something and then see how that pans out. And then what we have started doing though is like from our commercial products, we try and do like a post-mortem where we just write out, you know, what went wrong, what, right, what we could do better and stuff. And so there's all these little things that we're trying to put into our working practices and stuff. Some things more successful than others, but, you know, these things are slowly creeping creeping their way into like you know into the way we work yeah what does that post-mortem process look like is it um like just a meeting or do you all write stuff up we've always done it in a sense that like so like i said max taylor's the uh, one of the directors and he's composited a lot of my stuff and we just talk about things and like you know what we could have done better on this project and what but it's never like an official where we sit down in a room book a time let's say like an hour hmm. let's talk about this project yeah. and i think that's something that We've spoken about doing the last, there's a project that we did. We did, Hanai wrote down, so she opened up a, like a word document and wrote down what she thought we could do the project or how we could improve things and different aspects. And we all added to it sort of thing. So that's kind of locked away somewhere. But in terms of just us sitting down as a group and actually like going for it bit by bit, I don't, and taking notes. I don't think we've done that yet. It's not happened in an official capacity. So, um, but we've spoken about we've spoken about making that more official. It, it does help, like things that you know. If I've expressed a concern about a certain aspect of a project, there's always something wrong with what I do. Like I'm always like, oh, I could have done this better, whatever it is. We'll talk about it. So, all right, next time we'll do this, and and that's, I think that's how we get better. It's like we've spoken about it. And it's like, all right, let's do that with the process. So, for instance, like we speak about layout a lot, and that's something that we've at least me personally, I found difficult because I didn't really understand how that works in the animatic and stuff. And so what I was saying to you before about, you know, compositing, taking care of stuff on the back end, layout was one of those things where it's like, oh, you just do all the background stuff and then the comp, the comp will do it. But it's almost like we've discovered that we've had to have at least, we have to have an edit where a compositor is actually doing the layout and then on the back end doing the other stuff. Whereas before we do everything at the end. So, we are getting better and we're learning, but it's like, this stuff is not, it's really hard because I didn't really learn, I didn't learn this stuff in university and this, you, you get you get bits of it online. You might see like a making of hair or something they've done or, you know, I might be watching a, a trigger making of, I'm like, wait, wait, what did they just do there? And I rewind and try and <laughs> stop through it on, on, on YouTube or something like that. But um, I've, I've not been given this information as a system it's like I'm just working out. And maybe a lot of animators and directors can probably have the same experience, but I know definitely I haven't had like a, I don't know, a structured way of, right, do this and this and this. It's almost like trial and error. And it's like, okay, let's do this next time sort of thing. So, um, so you said that um, there hasn't been any like studio personal projects was super turbo atomic ninja rabbit just a personal project for yourself or kind of how does that work so the way that worked so when i say studio i mean like so we we became a studio last year oh, oh, right, before right, that right. we were just yeah, a collective. same people so, just not i got you yeah but the way that works because we that were like we were being represented by a company called the electric theater collective so we yeah so we worked on that so we were there for about two or three years. Um, and then, um, you know, they wanted to develop products with us and, uh, Joyride and Ninja Rabbit were, came out of those meetings and stuff. So we did all the creatives and stuff and animation, whatever it is, but they just, you know, we had a studio space and they, they gave us some funding towards it and stuff as well. But in terms of us having our own company and doing a, a personal project, we haven't done that yet. So I'm actually quite excited because we've got loads of, we've got loads of ideas and things we've um, pitched to each other and, you know, for whatever reason. So, for instance, um, Wallflowers was, there was a few ideas pitched, but Wallflowers made the most sense at the time. 
based on the time we could have and the resources, which is why we chose to do that film. But there's other films, like Sam's got at least two or three film ideas. I think Tim's got, I think I've heard about four or five of them, but I actually think he's got about 20. <laughs> um, I think Max probably has a couple of ideas about what to do, James as well. So we all, we all have ideas that we want to put out, but it's just like sometimes, you know, putting an idea out could be like a, a small thing that turns into something bigger. So um, I've got an idea that I want to do as a trailer, maybe a proof of concept. And then if it has a good response, then I'll make it, I'd probably make it bigger. I want to make it bigger anyway, but you know, yeah, sometimes it's like 30 seconds, 10 to 30 seconds is all we can handle at the time, you know, as opposed to doing like, but you know, I'd love to, I really would love to get out like a 10, 15 minute short, something like really, you know, do something. I definitely want to do something longer form. But it's just like you spent the last year just directing small pieces and stuff and it's building up the company's brand and building up like, you know, capital for us to do, do stuff like that. So, Well, speaking of that, if you don't mind sharing, I'm curious, there are six founders. Um, so when Sam and I started um, our studio, we kind of were just like, ah, we'll like, we'll put half of all, all the money we get into just like the company and then we'll just split whatever we have left. And that was when there was just two of us. Um, but now we're on salary and I'm not asking for like any specific numbers or anything like that, but how do you kind of have that, that business end of things structured right now, especially with the aim of looking towards investing in um, your own projects? It's pretty much the same sort of thing. So, I mean, after we left Electric Theatre Collective and, you know, there was no um, hard feelings between them or us. It's just, it just wasn't working. I, I think in many ways we weren't, when we were there, it was, it was hard to identify what we actually did. Um, were we just like, you know, uh, uh, an animation section? Are, are we a directing team? Are we a company? What are we sort of thing? So I think when we left, I mean, we literally had, didn't have much actually to invest, but we all just said, right, what money have we got? How much would it take for us to just start this thing up? And we just all invested, like just, it could have gone very wrong in the first month. <laughs> but we were very lucky that, you know, a job came through very soon afterwards. I think the first two months we were all paying the rent for the place we were staying in. Oh, and then when a job, yeah, as soon as the job came in, that started taking care of that. So the more jobs that came through, the, the less we had to, the less of our personal expense. What we did was insane. Like when I think about it, it was like, wait, who does this? Like, Oh yeah, starting a business—terrible idea. I don't know why anyone does it if you knew what it was like, like a year later. But it's good that you don't know. Exactly, it's complete, <laughs> completely naive. It's like, yeah, let's just go and start the business. We might as well. But I mean, in one sense, we weren't. It's not like we were starting from scratch. So we had like an online presence. We had like uh, things that had come out. So us starting the business, you know. So for instance, you know, they say you know, most businesses break even until X amount of years, whatever it is in that. But we didn't have that problem because we had already been established. So in, in, in many ways, it's like it was crazy, but not so crazy sort of thing. So after that, we were working and then now we're on salary. And then I think, um, yeah, so we're just working out so that a certain amount of the, the business goes towards the upkeep of the business, I guess. A certain amount goes towards investing in projects. And I guess a certain amount goes to like paying employees and stuff and whatever client facing things we need to do. If we need to go out to like Annecy, for instance, and meet with clients and all this kind of stuff, then the business will take care of that. Whereas last year we had to kind of pay our own way sort of thing. So it's gotcha. like, um, yeah. yeah, so it's, um, it's a nice, it's a really nice position to be in. So looking, you know, forward, you'd mentioned hoping to be able to do some longer form stuff. Could you see you all like taking on like a TV show or something at some point? Or are you going to stick, you think, for um, shorter form content for a while? Yeah, I, I think, um, you know, I like, so for instance, like with Ninja Rabbit, there's been a lot of like people, are you going to do anything? Like, even now, I mean, I made that thing three, four years ago, but people are like, are you going to do a series? Are you going to do a series? And I have written stuff. I mean, nothing's, I've written stuff down, done production Bibles and all this kind of stuff. But again, it's like, you know, you're, you're doing, you're trying to do the commercial side of the business. So just so you can get that sorted out sort of thing, get that stable. So, um, yeah, I, I feel like I have maybe one or two 
ideas in me for a series. I'm not like one of these people that need to do loads and loads and loads of series. I think if I can just do one, if, if I get like even a season out of something, then I feel like, okay, I've, I've achieved something. I'm like, I'm happy with this sort of thing. But um, yeah, Tim and Max have got ideas. Uh, so has, I think Bjorn wants to, he's, he has an idea that he wants to do as a feature. Yeah, features don't really interest me at the moment. I think I think a feature would interest me if I could do it as a spin-off of a series. I think anyone that comes out with a brand new franchise and just goes straight to feature and stuff, I think is very brave. <laughs> like, I think that's amazing that people can do that. Um, like even getting a film made, I think is like, like wow. Like anyone, good or bad, someone that you can get up, write a script, get all these people together to make something for about two hours long and put in the cinema. I think that's incredible. Like, um, so... I don't think I'm quite there yet, but you know, we'll, we'll see what happens in the next few years. Um, okay, so I mean, you have we didn't unfortunately get too much time to get into your backstory too much, but um, you spent some time as an in betweener on a film called The Illusionist. Um, then you went on to work at um, Partisan Productions, made a, um, a very long short film that you spent um, some time on, and, and now you're you're directing. Um, so, I mean, you, you've really moved from, you know, in between or all the way up to um, director, studio, co-founder. Was that kind of always your goal when you set out um, is to end up kind of as a director? Yeah, I'd love to just kind of hear about that that kind of process and growth. Sure. Uh, it's a hard one because I think I like, I like doing a bit of everything, right? So I like, um, so on the last project I worked on, for instance, just for the sake of like not having enough resources, whatever it is, but I really wanted to do the project. I was directing it, but I was also animating on it. I was also doing character design and I did storyboards as well. That's not something I necessarily like doing as a director because it's quite exhausting. If you're directing, you just want to have a, a broader view of things and don't want to get too caught up in the money sure of like whatever it is you're doing. But I guess for me, I didn't think I could be, a, I don't know if I thought I could be a director. Even I was like, every time I do something, it's like I tend to like put this together, edit it, do all this kind of stuff and put it out. Like whether it's good or bad, I don't know. But I always tend to feel like I want to be a bit hands-on. I think it was when I was in Scotland, um, so when I was living up there, like I met a guy called uh, Reza uh, Tabadi, and um, he was animating on Illusionist. Well, he was doing Incompate on Illusionist as well. And he was talking about like, you know, we were just talking about stuff like what our future plans and all this kind of stuff. And I was talking about being like, yeah, I want to be really good at animation. I want to be, and at this time I was looking at like James Baxter and, um, you know, Glenn Keane and, you know, phenomenal animators and Sergio Pablo and all these kind of people and stuff. Even though like my major influence is all like, you know, Japanese, like Otomo, uh, Akira Toriyama. He said, he said to me, like, do you want to spend the next 10 years being the most amazing animator or do you want to spend the next 10 years becoming a director? And I was just like, kind of a question is that? Because in my head, it's like, well, I can do both sort of thing. And then also, I had a similar conversation with Tim, Tim McCourt as well. Like, so us doing the um, uh, drawing inspiration, he was like, oh, yeah, why don't you come back and make this film with me sort of thing? And at first, I was just going to help him out, do animation, do storyboards. I wasn't going to be a director on it sort of thing. He was like, oh, man, look, I've seen people do this stuff. And it's like, I'm sure we can do it. I'm sure we can do it. Like, he was convinced that we have just as much chance and just as much ability to be directors as anyone else on the planet. But in your head, in my head, I'm thinking, director, like, that's Steven Spielberg. That's, <laughs> do you know what I mean? That's like a James Cameron. I'm not a director. Yeah. I'm just what you're talking about sort of thing. So... I guess once I did that film, and even after I did Drawing Inspiration, I still felt very embarrassed calling myself a director. I felt very like I was being pretentious. It's only like maybe the last couple of years I've kind of gotten comfortable saying that. But, I'm just, but I always look at myself as like, okay, you say you're a director, but then I see Satoshi Kon as a director. I see Miyazaki as a director. I don't, you know what I mean? It's like I'm, I'm looking at <laughs> yeah. them and like, no, they can call themselves director. You can't call yourself that yet. Yeah. So I guess in answer to your question, like I didn't see myself going that way, but I guess just having certain people around me, like I said, like Tim Reza saying certain things, um, 
you know, my personal friends, um, you know, Dexter, Kieran, Mark, like whoever, Natalie, that they they would say things to me and I'm just like, what are you talking about? I'm fine doing this. I never saw it, see things, and I still don't see it the way they see it. And I think maybe that's a good thing because it, it means I'll keep pushing to try and get to that level that I think I'll keep pushing to be, you know, what I think a director is. Like, you know, 10 years ago, like I would never have thought, again, saying that I've got like studio owner, part studio owner, director, making my own stuff. And then even talking about, even like talking about doing a series is like a, I, I accept it a bit more now. But if you said that to me 10 years ago, it's like, no way. Like, yeah. how am I going to do that? I'm not getting the title. I'm not, I'm not that guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's mad because you, you hear a lot of professionals, whatever industry. So you hear like, for instance, Arnold Schwarzenegger, like he had from 10 years old, he's like, right, I'm going to be a bodybuilder. Then I'm going to be an actor. Then I'm going to be this. Like it was like, it was so clear. Like yeah. when he speaks about it, it's like my vision was so clear. No one could, you know, I knew what I was going to do. I knew exactly what I was going to do, but I, I, I don't have that. So when people say to me, well, how do you do this? I'm like, retroactively i can i can tell you what i did or what i've been doing to get to where i am but if you say to me did you have like a clear vision of this it's like i honestly don't and that's a bit dangerous in in many ways but you know it's, it's me um i'm glad i am where i am and i'm glad i've met some of the people that i've met in this industry and worked with some of the people i've met but yeah like saying i'm a director or, or, or seeing that path for myself. I don't think I ever saw it. I'm glad I am one. I do kind of miss, you know, when I'm directing, animating. Like, and I, like last year I didn't animate at all. And it's like, there, there was this um, anime that we had, um, uh, Alvise, and he's like, he's phenomenal. And it's like, I'm looking at him work and I'm seeing him, every shot that he does, he's growing from strength to strength and he's getting better and better and better. And I'm just like, oh, I miss that kind of animating and, growing and getting better and stuff and whatever it is and stuff. But, you know, it is nice to have people like that working with you sort of thing and coming with their ideas and stuff. And that's the other thing as well. It's like you're directing. It's like I never – I used to think, how, how does this person have all these ideas and all these great things and they put it all out there and it's all perfect and stuff. And you realize when you're directing, it's actually a lot of your ideas come from your animators. It comes from the people that are around you and stuff. And it's like – so even, again, using the word director, it's like, okay, I'm leading the project, but half of the projects I do wouldn't be what they are without the animators and the other people that I'm working with. Like, no way. Like, I can I can do stuff, but it won't look as good as... I've learned so much from the people that I've worked for and the people that are, you know, working for me and vice versa. So, yeah, I, that was a very long... I'm giving you very long-winded answers. <laughs> no, no, it's great. I think it's something that we can we can all kind of relate to a little bit. Um, a little bit of that kind of imposter syndrome feeling and, yeah, yeah, and exactly. just trying to come into our own as far as like who we want to be and, you know, and we're stacked up against all these, these wonderfully talented, legendary people who have come before us and we're just trying to kind of do the best we can. And it's intimidating. It's tough. And even now it's like, it's crazy because if you see the students like from Goblin, Calart, like, um, animation workshop i'm just like i was never that good at their at their age and they're just coming out with stuff that even beats like a professional you know standard it's like how do you know how to do that now i've taken 10 <laughs> years to get to where i am yeah. and you're doing that already and you're not even you haven't even started your career you haven't even graduated and you're at that level it's and I, I think that's the way it's supposed to be. You know, every generation is supposed to be better than the, than the last, you know. And I mean, I guess, you know, it's easy. I, I, okay, I have some experience. I have experience, which is what they don't have. But, you know, give them a year or two, they'll have that as well. So, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm happy for that. I'm happy to see, like, students coming up and bringing something fresh to the table and stuff. We're not supposed to be, whatever we are now, whatever we're seen as now, whether we're, we're the best or not, it's not supposed to stay that way, you know. Other people are supposed to come up and stand on your shoulders and do a lot better than you than than, than you did, and I, I welcome that sort of thing. Well, we we try to end each episode with the same few questions. Uh, so the first uh, is, who is a dream client of yours? <sighs> oh, 
a dream client. Um, I don't know why Nike came came to my mind first. That's the first thing. I don't know if that's if they would be my dream client, but that's the first thing that came to my head for some reason. I love that. I would love to see the line do something for them. Yeah, yeah. I, I think like even if it's not me that does it, but I, I feel like we could do something quite slick. Actually, having said that, because I'm thinking about us as a group, having said that now, I think Capcom would be quite wicked as well. Oh. Like one of them games companies. Yeah. Capcom or Naughty Dog, yeah. One of those ones. But, um. All right, next question. Favorite animated film? <laughs> this changes. Um, Is it Ghibli? That would be my guess, if I had to guess for you. My favorite Ghibli, and everyone's like, I'm like six foot two, like... Um, <laughs> 220 pounds or something like that and i was i, I love like kiki's livery surface like what really that little girl on the on the the witch so i'm like well yeah like, <laughs> but but only because there was something in that story that resonated with me in the sense that there's a part in it where she's like she can't fly anymore because to become work Do you know what i mean like like she used to enjoy flying she did as soon as it became a job it was harder for her to find her footing in that and i I don't see how that could not resonate with, with, with every artist, but I mean, Ghibli is that and Cast in the Sky. But I guess, like, in terms of like, I don't see how this like it will ever be done again. Akira. Mm-hmm. I don't. I mean, people sometimes say they don't really get the story or whatever it is and stuff, and you're condensing this massive story into like a two-hour film sort of thing. But just in terms of the craft, how it was done, when it was done, like. I can't think of a film that's been done in the last 30 years that has matched that. Like it's phenomenal. Like just purely on animation and like, you know, just execution. All right. Next question. What do the people you love think that you do all day? (laughs) Um, (laughs) (laughs) I think they, I draw and make things move. Oh, nice. I mean, that's, it's not, it's not, that's pretty much it. Yeah. I guess uh, my mum my mom said something really funny to me the other day, actually. I sent her the Gorillaz video because I always, I always send my family the things I do, whether they're into it or not. It's not the point. Yeah. And I sent it to because my mum's not really into that kind of stuff, but she called me up. She's like, oh, I saw that, that um, video that you did. I said, well, I didn't direct it and stuff. And I don't think she understands that I didn't direct it, but <laughs> I said, yeah, yeah, like we, you know, we did this thing and Tim and Max did great. She goes, yeah, it's really good because it had real people in it. It's really good. And I was like, um, <laughs> no, that's not really the point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm like, the only thing that my mom likes that we've done is like, doesn't, is the, is part <laughs> the thing that animated. you didn't do. Yeah, like, yeah. But I thought I was, I just started laughing, but you know. Um, <laughs> yeah, I guess it's like draw, draw pictures and, and make pictures move. Oh, that's awesome. All right, last question. What animal did you choose for your animal later and why? Rabbit. Simply because uh, um, I did the Atomic Ninja Rabbit thing. So Rabbit was the first thing that popped, up, yes. popped into my head. That's awesome. Well, Wesley, thanks so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. No, thank you for uh, in- inviting me, actually. I, I really appreciate it. Animalators is created by the team at IV, recorded in the Weld Nashville studio, and produced by Chad Michael Snavely. To keep up with the work we're doing at IV, visit iv.studio or follow us on Twitter at Identity Visuals. You can also follow Animalators on Twitter at Animalators to keep up with all of the new episodes, and be sure to check out animalators.com to see every animation from all of our guests. Well, that's it for today's episode. Be sure and join us next time for another episode of Animalators curious conversations from the world of animation. 